last and only episode four of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and joining me as always is Sam Matoro for the week of August 20th. Sam, how are we this week? I'm doing great. Happy that the week flew by. Yeah, that, the, well, I'm happy your week flew by. My week went by incredibly slow. This is probably the slowest week I could ever remember. Well, the only reason it went by fast for me is I actually had a little thing yesterday, Friday. You know, I went to see um, a comedian, uh, Bren Erst, who was absolutely hilarious. I actually have a an employee uh, on my on my sales team with the same last name. So every time you say his name, I just want to throw the, fir- the dude's other name there. And I'm like, ah, I can't, I can't, I got to stop myself. I got to stop myself. It's just forced a habit for 17 months. I've been calling the, the only last, the only time I've ever heard that last name is with that first name. So I want to call him the other name. I'm not going to mention on the air, but uh, I'll tell you this week has been so slow. I started going to the gym. Oh yeah. I started going to the gym every morning at like, I wake up at like five 40. I'm there before six. I'm doing this thing called weightlifting. Hmm, unfamiliar. Yeah, it's really, it's painful. This is the first time I can move my arms in, in five days. And I cut out carbs, which like, and by, I'll, I'll tell you, by cut out carbs, I mean I cut out bread. I'm still eating, like there's carbs in everything. Of course. Greek yogurt, barbecue sauce, all the stuff that I really like. <laughs> so I'm not like totally cutting them, but I am, I've cut out bread. I haven't had a thing of bread uh, all, a little over a week now. I'm now just about a week, I'd say just under a week. Um I've been going to the gym slash going running every morning, and it's been rewarding, to say the least. And half the, half the battle is, actually probably more than half the battle, is what you eat. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that your bread is a big component there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, it's tough. You know my <laughs> oh. affinity for all things pizza and sandwiches. Oh, I, I can never forget the late night domino nights. <laughs> a lot of late night domino nights, a lot of late night McDonald's and Wendy's nights. Um, not so much anymore, so... Um, but you, you, I want to get back to what you were talking about. You went to see a comedian last night. I had never heard of this guy. You had mentioned to, to look him up, and I did, and it was very rewarding. How was yeah. your show? First time I heard him, well, he was on a Jerry Ferrara who plays Turtle in Honorage. He was on his podcast, and you know everything he was saying, I was just cracking up. So then he's like, he has his own podcast called You're on the List. It's like him and this other guy, Pete Giovanni. You're just two Italian guys, like you know Goombas, whoever. You know, it's, it, it's, it, they're hilarious. And I saw that he was coming to Philly. Um, Punchline Philly just opened up about a month ago. It's like right across the street from the Fillmore. Beautiful new venue, by the way. The oh. Fillmore's the best venue in the city. Oh, easily. They got like five chandeliers. Yeah. <laughs> class, class, class. Uh, Fillmore was amazing. Union Transfer is not far behind, but Fillmore's fantastic. Go check that area out. Northern Liberty's in the Philadelphia area. I definitely agree. So, you know, went to see him last night. You know, had a couple beers, feeling good. You know, got to meet him, you know, after the show. You know, got a picture with him. And then, you know, it was me and my nephew, Nico. And then he goes, you know what? You guys, come to the green room with me. So we went back, got to meet the other comedians, got to sit in their lounge, got to get, I guess, a little into their world a little bit. It was really cool. And he let us stay, in, you know, for the second show for free, which he did a whole different set, which was hilarious. But he had this, check him out on YouTube, look up, um, I think it's called F. Tony. It's like an old bitty hat. He said it was like 18 years old. Um, I just heard him on Burke Kreischer's podcast on Birdcast and, um, Bert's like, you guys in Philly, just scream it out make sure he tells this story. And I tweeted at him and then I... It was near the end of the show. I could kind of tell he was ending it. I kind of said, you know, F Tony. And he looked at me. I guess he recognized me. He said, you tweeted at me, didn't he? He goes, just for you, I'm going to play the joke. Or you did the joke, and he didn't do it the second show, which I appreciated. That's pretty awesome. Um, 
So before we get into the the rest of today's show, just remember you can go on iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. Also do the same on Stitcher where you can subscribe and or favorite the show on Stitcher. Remember to go like us on Facebook by searching out We Podcast and We Know Things. Following us on Instagram at We Podcast and We Know Things. On Twitter at We Pod and We Know. And obviously going to We Podcast and We Know Things.com for all the latest and greatest updates. Remember to do all that. Uh, we are really appreciative of your um, of your support so far. Uh, through the first three episodes, I think we went on a little bit of a rant at the end of last week just saying thank you, but in reality, it's just been such a huge reception that we really appreciate, so we thank you for the early support. Yeah, definitely. I agree 100%. It, we, we're taking the show a little bit different route today. Uh, generally, we do, if you don't know, we podcast and we know things, is generally anything in like the nerd or pop culture, which we generally center around music, movies, TV, uh, and video games, but we're taking it a little different today. We went stand-up comedy. A little earlier, um, I have the opportunity to go see Bob Saget tomorrow night. Oh wow, that's uh, awesome! So we're delib because it's difficult decision because there's also SummerSlam tomorrow night. Uh oh. So we talked about comedy. I'm getting into wrestling today. Uh, wrestling, professional wrestling. Uh, the WWE, they're probably their second biggest out of the big three pay per views of the year. SummerSlam is Sunday night, August 21st. I'm hella excited, but Bob Saget's also going to be in the area, so. Uh, we're deliberating on what to do because SummerSlam is on demand that I can watch anytime. Bob Saget. Yeah, I'm, I'm deliberating. We're, we're thinking about it because tickets are not that expensive. Uh, but I wanted to do a quick uh, SummerSlam preview, at least predictions from my end. I'm Sam, I'm going to ask you again to do it. Now, Sam's smiling right now. He's not a wrestling fan. He knows a couple of the wrestlers on the card. Okay, I mean, when I was younger, who, who was? I mean, I, I like Cactus Jack, Stone Cold, Sting. Like, they're my guys, and... They're not there anymore. Well, technically, Mick Foley, who is Cactus Jack, a.k.a. Mankind, a.k.a. Dude Love, a.k.a. he is the general manager of Raw right now. Oh, is he really? So he's on on almost every single Monday, if not every Monday. Sometimes he makes a, a brief appearance on SmackDown Live on Tuesday nights. But yeah, he's he's still around. Stone Cold does his podcast every week, twice a week. I, I got to check that out actually. And he does it on the WWE Network a lot. He'll do a, a live one with with a wrestler on afterwards, where they get real and tell good stories. And they just had WWE Champion Dean Ambrose on, and he had uh, some stuff to say that's gotten a little some people upset. But he's still around. Uh, Sting just recently yeah. retired and yep. got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know he had like real bad neck injuries, you know, I mean, from his whole career. He, yeah, he's been doing it forever. I mean, all those guys have been just doing it forever. Incredible. It. But Sam will know a couple of the names that I'm throwing out on this card. So other than that, he doesn't watch the weekly shows, doesn't watch the pay-per-views. I've invited him to watch SummerSlam with us. Um, well, we'll see if that works out. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see if that works out. But I'm going to force him to to do predictions, even if he just goes based off a name. I don't really care, but um, we're going to we get got. into this. Let's see what we got. There's 11 matches on the card. And the first one we're going to start off with, after Eva Marie gets her 30-day suspension for violating the wellness program, she gets taken out of the match. And she's the only female I know on the whole WWE, and you know, like I know that she's all read everything, and she is absolutely beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a favor and look up Ava Marie. She is the real red woman on Game of Thrones. Oh, gosh. I wish. Uh, so she's out of the match. It will be, uh, it was supposed to be and it was just recently announced it was going to be a three-on-three, six-woman tag match. Becky Lynch, the Irish whatever you want to call her, she's fantastic. She's probably the, the hottest thing going 
on SmackDown Live right now. She was the top draft pick from a woman's standpoint on SmackDown Live. They're not giving her the push that many people would like, but this could propel. Uh, she's with Naomi and Carmella, who's just a Jersey Shore ripoff. I'm not a big fan. She is... She is fun to look at, though. Versus Natalia, <laughs> who is like probably my least favorite in the entire company in terms of uh, uh, women wrestlers. She's so boring and bland. She's got so much talent, but God, I, the, her booking has just been underwhelming. And Alexa Bliss, who is up and coming, she's fantastic. She's also um, extremely nice to look at as well. Uh, and <laughs> it's supposed to be yeah, it's supposed to be Eva Marie in there as the sixth person, but now they're just going to do three on two. Um, I would have said before the suspension that the heel team of Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Eve Marie get it, but I think they got to change it now. Three on two. I don't know how. I don't know how Natalia and Alexa Bliss can pull it off. I have to go with the team of Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella. All right, you go with that one. I, you know, I'll still go with my girls' ex. You know, her ex partners. Even though they're only two people, I'll take the, the underdogs. Natalia and Alexa Bliss. Now, Natalia is probably the one of, if not the best, technical wrestler. She's. Um, what is she, the niece, I think, of Bret Hart or something like that? Okay. So she's in the Hart family. Um, so, so you get a little respect. Anybody that comes from that you know, has been a superstar in, in WWE. So uh, best of seven series, match number one. So after they've already wrestled a couple times and it's already boring, we now have a best of seven series beginning uh, Sunday night on SummerSlam with Cesaro versus Sheamus. So Cesaro... I you don't know. I don't know who he is, but I do know Sheamus, of course, and he would be my guy to win. Yeah. So Cesaro is like the Swiss Superman. See, I was gonna say you say Cesaro, I think Bizarro. <laughs> so it's it's tough for me. Cesaro's got uh, his big thing is like the Cesaro section, and he comes out with his T-shirt, and there's like a whole section of fans that all do it. <laughs> um, he does he does the spin, so he gets you he gets your legs and spins you around a bunch of times. That's not dangerous. No. And then um, he also does. Uh, a lot of uppercuts, so he's it's really fun to watch him. If it's like, let's say he's in like a battle royal with like four people, like he'll he'll have all four people in the corner. He'll just run and just do spinning uppercuts to everybody. It's really fun, like a train almost. It's really fun. He's extremely strong. Um, and then Seamus, we all know from yeah. from being Rocksteady, of course, of course, yeah. And the new Ninja Turtles movie. So uh, obviously, the Celtic Warrior has been around for a long, long time before that. But as people that aren't uh, you know, into the WWE product as much. And yes, in this back, that is my cats going at their litter. Um, so that's just what happens. We can't have an episode go without something. Exactly. exactly. It's just what it is. But yes, that's my cats. Uh, they need to poop. So it's okay. Uh, shame is popularity. If you didn't know him, if you're not a wrestling fan, yeah, he's, he was rock steady in the new turtles movie. And by the way, he did a great job. Yeah, he really did. I, I believed it. So you got Cesar or Seamus in this one? Oh yeah. Sheamus. I got, I got Seamus as well. Even though I want Cesaro to win, this is the best of seven. I think Seamus is going to win the first one or two. And then Cesaro is going to have to play catch up and ultimately win. Um, but that's uh, as much as I want Cesaro to win. I'm going to go Seamus. Uh, next up at least on this t- card that I have in front of me in terms of order, they're probably not going to go in this order, but I'm just reading them as they are. Enzo and Cass versus KO, Chris Jericho. We'll call it Jericho. It's uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho versus Enzo and Cass in just a standard tag team match. This feud has been a little underwhelming in the past few weeks. They haven't really gotten it up. It hasn't really had time to fester. It's been really not funny. It's Enzo trying to come up with a bunch of funny like punchlines. Cass can't really deliver a joke too well. Jericho just says, shut up, shut up, you idiot. And it's getting a little stale. KO is, is a, he's better in the ring than he is on the mic, but he is still, he does still possess talent, but they haven't really 
built this feud up a lot, so there's not like a lot of hype behind the match. But Enzo and Cass are probably the best tag team in the business, and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, they're both Canadian. They're sticking together. Um, Jericho is going to make a big impact, but I do think Enzo and Cass get over in this match, and I think uh, they're going to take it. Oh, Chris Jericho is the only one I know out of, of, out of them four, so I'm going with his team. Cool. So uh, if you don't know, the the best thing about Enzo and Cass, though, is their intro. And it happens every time they come out. The second time you said it, I, in my head, I hear Tango and Cash. I don't know why. <laughs> You're always hearing things. Um, they have a really cool intro. And they have a... It, it can get really old to some, time, like to some people because they kind of do the same thing every time. But I don't know. For some reason, it's like... You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Road Dog and the New Age Outlaws when Road Dog like, Oh, you didn't know... Every time. Yo, ass, but a call somebody. In the Attitude Era. Like, they had that every time, and everybody knew it. Well, now, these two dudes come out. They're from, like, Jersey, like, North okay. Jersey. And they come out, and they just say, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. That's but, all for, for yeah, but, was. How, you, how you doing? He's like, my name is Enzo Amore. I'll show it to you after the show. It's really it's really good. I has not gotten old to me yet, but I think Enzo and Cass go over on this one. Uh, next up is AJ Styles versus John Cena in something that JBL recently said was the dream match of the century that we've never seen before, yet we saw it already. Um, so it's not the first time they're actually wrestling, but that time AJ did not go over clean. He got help from the club. They're now clubs on raw. AJ's on SmackDown. Uh, so we have AJ Styles and John Cena in the rematch. What are you thinking? You got to give it to John Cena. I mean, you can't see him. Come on. <laughs> so AJ Styles is probably the best thing SmackDown live has going for it. Um, he's probably one of the best things the WWE has going for it. Uh, He's becoming a heel, uh, but everybody loves him. He's like a very popular heel. He's got a lot of heat, but it's like really good heat. Um, but everyone still loves John Cena, though. It's not like, no? He's very divided. Like, he's he's like Pokemon. The kids love him, oh, and the adults <laughs> pretend to hate him, but they kind of like him in the background. I mean, I know he had a couple movies out, like The Marine, and I think it was like 12 Rounds or Dude, something. Dude, like The Miz is in like The Marine 4. Yeah, like that's, they, that's too much. Yeah, they're going ape on that, but... Uh, Oh, yeah, John Cena gets gets real heat, but AJ, he's got this pretty bad haircut, and what? it's down to here, so everybody chants, soccer mom, oh, <laughs> and like, cut your hair. It's really so cool. let me guess, you want AJ to win this uh, one? AJ's got to go over clean. John, uh, I think, what was it, Battleground, didn't Cena and Enzo and Cass win, I believe, against AJ in the club? I'm pretty sure that happened, but AJ beat John Cena not clean. It was interference by the club, so that was annoying. I want AJ to go over clean. He's got to be the next WWE champion, in my opinion, at least on the SmackDown brand. Um, I think you're setting up AJ versus Dean Ambrose, um, if even if it takes till WrestleMania, but you're setting that up maybe at the Rumble. But I'm a, I'm into it. I think AJ's got to go over, and he's got to go over clean against John Cena. Yeah, it should be a good match. It's going to be probably the best match. Eh, no, it's not. It's going to be probably oh, so the second that, best that, match. That's not the, the headliner, right? Um, there's a couple. Yeah, okay. there's there's like there's two championship matches and two other matches on this card that could be considered. Is this the one where Shaq's, Shaq's wrestling Big Show? What is that? I, I could have sworn I read somewhere that Shaquille O'Neal, yes, the basketball player, is going to be wrestling the Big Show. I'm, I'm I, pretty I down know, with the wrestling. I've I never. I don't know if it's this week, but I'm telling you because it's I, not on SummerSlam. I, it's not a part of that. Because I'm. I know like Team Z was like interview Big Show, and he said supposedly it was going to happen. He didn't say when, but that would that would be. You want to have me over for wrestling? I'll watch Shaquille O'Neal versus The Big Show. The dudes on the left are Enzo and Cass. Enzo's the dude with the crazy hair. Jeez. <laughs> Looks like a mop's on his head. Um, 
So there's a scene in Styles that was the haircut I was talking oh, about. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily soccer mom haircut. <laughs> uh, so now we, we go on to The Miz versus Apollo Crews. The Miz is Intercontinental Champion. Apollo Crews, uh, number one contender. This is for the Intercontinental Championship. Again, this is a feud that has not gotten much heat, not gotten much hype, not gotten much, you know, um, momentum behind it. It's kind of boring. The Miz is kind of just like the guy who's like the placeholder for the belt. The Intercontinental Championship has lost a lot of its swag. It's kind of annoying. That title should be going to the best wrestler in the company. Uh, it's like the number three hole hitter in baseball. He's not your power hitter. He's not the guy who's going to bop 50 home runs, but he's your best overall hitter. That's what I think the Intercontinental Championship should go to. Not your biggest draw like a John Cena or a Roman Reigns or a Seth Rollins, but the best overall performer who I think should get the, the belt. We, we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, cause that would give away a spoiler, but I do think Miz retains this, uh, pretty yeah, easily, here. pretty easily. Apollo Cruz. I think you ruined it. Darren young had a, had a chance. And if that was going to be a feud I could watch would be Darren young versus the Miz. Apollo Cruz is, yeah, he's good. He's young, but who cares? Um, so we're both on, on with the Miz. Moving on to the WWE Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Uh, a little background for you, Sam. Charlotte, that's Ric Flair's daughter. Oh, wow. And on the left, Sasha Banks is Snoop Dogg's cousin. Oh, you you got to go Ric Flair there. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte lost the belt clean on a Monday Night Raw to Sasha Banks within the last month. Charlotte was the longest reigning women's title holder, I believe, in WWE history, if not one of. Um, like I said, Sasha beat her clean on a Monday Night Raw. This is the, another rematch. I think this is the third time these guys are going at it, or gals, I should say. Um, I do have Sasha retaining. So you have Charlotte yes. get, getting that title back? Yeah, she got it. All right, so I got Sasha retaining. So there you go. There's another disagreement. That's cool. Uh, moving forward, we got two dudes that kind of look alike if you look at it uh, pretty closely. Yeah. We have the United States Championship match, another title match on this card between Rusev and Roman Reigns. Rusev, the title holder, he's the Bulgarian brute, but the United States champion. Go figure. Um, versus Roman Reigns, the they're, and they're slowly trying to push Roman back. Uh, Roman lost a lot of his... Go ahead. Didn't Roman have the belt? Didn't he? Have- he was the heavyweight champion. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was heavyweight champion. He lost it to Seth Rollins, who then immediately lost it to Dean Ambrose, who cashed in his money in the bank. Then he got suspended the next day for thirty days for violating the wellness policy. Is this steroids? I believe so. Uh, mm-hmm. Could be. Could could have been uh, steroids. Could have been something else. Maybe personal that I'm not too sure of. I believe it was more of a um, substance abuse. Substance abuse. Yeah. Uh, so Roman Reigns is back. He's get he was probably the most hated in the company when he was champion. They misbooked him like crazy. He's back. He's getting a little bit of attention and a little bit of pop from the crowd because they are playing this and booking this pretty well with Rusev. Um, but Rusev's the man. He's probably the most underrated talent in the company. That's who I think should be the Intercontinental Champion. And I think Roman Reigns should beat him for the United States so then Rusev can make a push for the IC. Roman goes over. Beats Rusev, even though I want Rusev to retain, or I think Rusev will retain. I want Roman to win just because I think that sets up Rusev to become the IC title holder. Yeah, I agree. I want Roman to win also. Um, so then we'll move on. Just a couple more matches. Uh, this is probably the. I'm probably going to fall asleep for this one. This is the new day. Uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. Big E is out with what is it testiculitis or something like that. I hope none of them win. Um, <laughs> And versus Luke Gallows, who used to be Festus, and um, 
was it some Anderson, Carl Anderson, I believe, uh, for the club. This is a, a snooze fest for me. The new day is a year past being relevant. Um, their shtick is old. The club is boring to me. Yes, they're very talented, but I'm over it. Um, the whole storyline when you ram Biggie's nuts into the pole and he's out, I'm just totally over it. I'm I could care less. I hope. I hope the club wins just because I'm over New Day being the champions. <laughs> I, I mean, either or. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would rather watch two people with wrestling figures just smack each other in the face with them. Um, two more matches on the card before we move on. The match I'm looking forward to the most on the card, and most people probably are the WWE. I'm sorry, three more matches. WWE Universal Championship match. The Universal Championship has not been unveiled. We don't know what it looks like. No one's ever held it. It's a brand new title that Raw has introduced. Uh, you have the number one overall pick in the draft going to Raw. Seth, Seth Rollins versus the number five overall pick and a first rounder himself in the Demon King, Finn Balor. Sam is looking at Finn Balor for the first time. I don't know even know what I'm looking at. Um, He's the most these are the two most talented people in the company. That's a, that's a shame. It, it looks like he's a mix from uh, Predator mixed with like a the cheetah print. Holy crap. So, so so everybody that's literally losing their shit right now on Sam for not really being down with the Finn Balor, uh, Demon King look, give him a little bit. Like I said, this guy has not watched wrestling in a very long time. Let him, let him go, guys. Let him go. Uh, Seth Rollins is... <laughs> He's probably the best in the company, but Finn Balor just recently got called up from. We'll call it for your for your sake, the Miners. Okay. It's NXT. It's the Miners, basically. Yeah, I never. Um, Wait, is that the next program they did? No. It's. Triple H runs it. Triple okay. H runs it. It's basically talent development. Okay. Um, and they have some of the best talent in the world down there. And Finn Balor is the most popular down there. He was a former NXT champion. Comes up. He's already one of, if not the most popular in the company. He's way over. Um, they introduced him in the Demon King makeup for the first time on, in WWE programming last week on Raw. So I think that kind of spoiled it, which I think leads to Seth Rollins getting the win. But I really, really hope Finn Balor goes over. I want him to be the champion. He probably can't. He's been with the company up less than like a month or just about a month so i don't think they put the strap on him that quickly so i think seth wins it i, I want seth to win i mean i i still like sting's face face paint better oh than God. his <laughs> dude if you watch finn balor wrestle though unbelievable athleticism from him he's really really good plus there's a whole bunch of kind of meaning behind his demon king makeup and this that and the other if you've been watching raw the past few weeks and watching their promos that seth and and finn have cut they're really good promos but uh, you get to learn a little bit more. Um, moving on, two more matches left. This is probably the match you know the most about on the card. It's Brock Lesnar yep. versus Randy Orton. And this is the, probably the two biggest names to me. I mean, I know um, Brock Lesnar just had the UFC fight. I know he beat the champion. I, I forget the guy's name. Then got busted again for yeah, steroids. Yeah, which kind of takes it. I mean, the guy's a monster. If you look at him, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with him. Even if you gave me a bat, <laughs> I don't want to get in the ring. It reminds me of the Sp- original Spider-Man movie with... Uh, Toby Maguire when he was in the ring with Macho Man Randy Savage. All oh, roided, yeah. All rolled it up and he brought a bat with him. Um, again, not much to talk about. This is Randy Orton's first pay-per-view match in like 10, 11 months since he went out. This is Lesnar coming back. He's like a part-time guy. I don't... I, Brock Lesnar is my least favorite in the company and I'm going to get shit on for that. I'm going Randy Orton just for the sake yeah. of I don't like watching Brock Lesnar. Same here. I'm not a big Brock Lesnar guy myself. Once he... And I know that Taker was cool with it, but once he ended Taker's streak at WrestleMania... I'm over it. 
I'm done. <laughs> I hate you. No matter who you are, I hate you. Oh, it is The Undertaker. Come on. And the last match of the night we're going to talk about before we uh, wrap up the SummerSlam preview would be the WWE Championship match. Dean Ambrose versus the challenger Dolph Ziggler. The Lunatic Fringe, I believe, is his nickname, versus the stud, the show-off Dolph Ziggler. Why they put him up there, I mean, we, they don't know what they're doing with Dolph. For the past seven years, they've put him up. They've given him the belt. They've dropped it. He's been a jobber. He's been nothing. They've squashed him. It's been so up and down for Dolph, and now all of a sudden he's the number one contender. The belt's on SmackDown Live. You have a pretty much depth of talent or a dearth of talent there. There's not much talent or depth at SmackDown Live. Ambrose has to retain. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to retain setting up, like I said before, him and AJ Styles moving forward in a clash of titans. That will be something I'm, it's worth watching. But to me, this is just the only reason Dolph is in this match is because John Cena and AJ Styles have to end their feud. This is more of a filler placeholder thing. And for me, AJ Styles is going to be with Dean Ambrose moving on. I have Ambrose retaining the title. Yes, same here. I mean, I only like one Dolph, and it's not Ziggler. Oh, God, is that Lundgren? <laughs> oh, please, yeah. Please don't tell me that's Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> so now we'll get into the nerdy shit. What do you say? Let's do it. All right, cool. So Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> we say nerdy shit. <laughs> Two seconds later, we talk about Star Star Trek. Right you get much there. nerdier than that. Uh, Star Trek remaster. 30-year no. remaster, 30-disc. 50-year. 50-year remaster, 30-disc collection. Yes, sir. Comes out September 6th. Every movie, every episode of the TV show, and the new animated series. Yep, all remastered. It looks, it looks beautiful. I've seen like, the little trailers that they, they had out. Um, comes on a multi-part documentary of the 50-year history of Star Trek. Pretty entertaining if you're you know a big Star Trek guy. I myself never really watched the old TV show, but I did watch the new movies. And that's the thing. I would probably appreciate Star Trek from the TV show more. I've seen the movies. I am not a fan. Um, they're kind of boring. I'm kind of over it. But the TV show is so cheesy and derpy that I would have... I think now at my age, like when I was a kid, I definitely wouldn't have done it. I'm, I'm not into Star Trek or Star Wars, or I wasn't when I was that age. But as I get older and I just kind of take it in for what it is and just kind of appreciate it, I think I would have really liked the Star Trek show. I'm, I mean, moving, I, uh, growing up after, you know, obviously family guy, we all know what, what show that is. And when they always make fun of William Shatner, they're like, Oh, look over there. And he's, you know, he's fidgeting all around. I mean, to me, that's what I, I did get hit me. by a car in one episode. Oh, easily. He, he was dying. It took him like a minute to die. I mean, it, it was hilarious, but you know, you know, the first time I ever watched an episode of family guy was with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first time you ever watched one was with me. Yeah, the first we we my brother bought the DVDs of season one, and we watched the one where Peter becomes a woman. I thought what I remember, you know, is it was me, you, and I believe Mike Forward. Probably Mike where, Forward was in a lot of this. Where um, I guess the it was the the golden ticket in the brewery, and he mm. falls like ah. Oh. Yeah, oh, we, I mean, you know, we we we, we did for that a good one. bit. We yeah, for that was bit. our bit for probably years oh, after that. Easily. We did that because we remember we skateboarded when we were kids, all of us. So anytime we fell, we probably milked the hell out of that too. That was fun. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, yeah, the first time I ever saw Family Guy was I took my brother's DVD set of season one. You were over, and uh, we watched the episode where Peter wants to be a woman, and Stewie like pulls out his all of the hair, and he's sucking on his <laughs> neck. <nipple. laughs> That was funny. Yeah, and that, that got us onto that show. Um, but you saw the newest Star Wars, or Star Trek. Yes. What was that, Beyond, right? Yeah, Star Trek Beyond, yep. Talk about it. It was, I mean, I know the reviews weren't too, you no, know, I, I mean, they were okay. I think it's in the Rotten Tomatoes 50% area. Um, but for me, I liked it better than the second film. The second film, the, 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 the one with Khan, right? Yeah, so it was at Resurrection. Uh, was that Star Trek? Something. I thought it was, it was Into rap. Darkness or something. Yeah, I think. was it Star Trek Into Darkness? That was you, boring. You had Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, who I do, who I do like as an actor. He's good in Sherlock, even though I, I've never seen it. I only seen like little snippets. He's he's 
looks like he's going to be a great Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Looks great. But the second one, to me, I was like, uh, the first one was great. The second one was, uh, the third to me was a lot better than the second. You know, obviously, it's, it's, it kind of stinks about what happened to Anton Yelchin. I was about to say, kid 22 or 27 years old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think it was 27. Passed away. Yeah. yeah Crazy. The, the Jeep pinned him against his driveway. It's it, 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 sad. But, you know, the film was really good. Obviously, it was directed by Justin Lin, who did, you know, The Fast and the Furious and produced by J.J. Abrams. Obviously, everyone knows who he is. I've never heard of him. Oh, yeah, police. Come on. Um, it was, you know, not bad. It's doing pretty good right now. It's, well, actually, it's not doing that. Actually, let me re- rephrase that. They had 185 million. <laughs> let me rephrase that. <laughs> I, I meant the exact opposite ex- of ex- what I said. Exactly. <laughs> the, the movie had a $185 million budget. and. Worldwide, it's only at two fifteen million. I know between marketing and sales, I know they put more money than this. So if they want that sequel, which they already they said they're going to try to bring back uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, obviously as don't know who that is as James Kirk's father. I'm kidding. I you better know who it is. I would have <laughs> slapped you right across here. But he was just in Ghostbusters too. Still haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I, I, I won't be. I, I kind of want to give it a fair shake. I, won't I be. do, but yeah, because then I'd have to spend money on it. Well, if it's ever on HBO, there you go. You know, Done. Whatever premium it goes to, I'll watch it then. Okay, we can agree on that one. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good film. Check it out. And so yeah, when does the the I I totally forget when's the remaster come out? Uh, September sixth. There you go. September sixth, the day before PlayStation drops the Neo news. Oh yeah, can't ah, wait. Excited about that one. Uh, you also saw a movie yesterday. Yeah, me and Papa Dukes went. He's a you know big Jason Bourne fan. Um, as soon as it came out, goes we're going. Well, I mean obviously we had Wake a Suicide Squad, but it was. It was good to have Matt Damon back. He he was born for <laughs> Said this. Said no one ever, dude. I'm I, kidding, okay, I'm kidding. he was born. Goodwill Hunting is fantastic, and so is Rounders. I mean, it, it was this movie was great. I mean, he, I missed him. It's been what I think it was been eight years or something like that since his last one. He did, you know, uh, born. Wasn't to, there one in between with Jeremy Renner? Jeremy Renner, yeah. yeah. Which there was rumored that he was going to be in it also with him, but it didn't come come out to play. I mean, again, there's. The bike chases, the car scenes, the action. Matt Damon kicks ass. He's he's back as born. With the way it ended, I'm hoping and waiting for that sequel. I have never seen a born movie in my life. Oh wow! And do not care to at all. I mean, the, the first one, he has a fight with a guy. He stabs him with a pen, and he just pulls it out like it's like like it's a splinter. Nothing. Could care less. Ugh. Never ever cared about. The Bourne series. Uh, I like Matt Damon as an actor, but I don't really care for that. I don't know. I guess I'm not really an action junkie like that. The only movies that I really, really liked, like that were action-y when I was growing up, were Bad Boys. Oh, I love the Bad Boys movies. I look at look at my Blu-ray collection here, right? If you look at it, action is like... He's got like five action movies. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to like look for the action movies. They got The Revenant, Out of Time, 127 Hours, which is probably not an action movie. Yeah, I would say none of Gangster them. Squad. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Fugitive, The Town, Goodfellas, Scarface. You got a nice little collection over there. Godzilla, both all the Planet of the Apes movies. I don't know what the hell that one is. Oh, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> classic. Um, oh, and I don't know if you know, but Pacific Rim. I assume you know that they're doing Bad Boys Three. Of course, I know. Okay, Bad Boys just, just checking, just checking. Um, so it leads us into what's coming out in theaters this week, and again, a kind of a bland week. War Dogs is doing okay. Ben Hur is doing shit, and so is that key. Actually, Kubo is doing okay too. But coming out in this all week, all right, all right, all right. Nothing really interesting for me, but I know you're looking forward to something oh, well, coming out. Well, you know me; I'm a big Jason, Jason Statham fan, and um, yes, I know <laughs> him and Christian Bale and Vin Diesel. 
I believe you have a poster of the three of them shirtless in your bedroom. <laughs> That's right, incorrect. Right above your bed? Actually, it's it's all comic posters. I thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. But um, yeah, the movie's Mechanic Resurrection. It's a sequel from The Mechanic. It was with Jason Statham. Ben. The hell's The Mechanic? Never even heard of that. It was actually a re- it was an old movie uh, that was remade. But you should see the first one. Him and Ben Foster. It, it was really good action. It was great. And this one you have you know Jason Statham, Jessica Alba, Tommy Lee Jones is the bad guy. And it's only an hour and thirty nine minutes. Rated R. Definitely going to be seeing that. Gonna eat that stapler. I want that stapler. Want to split it? <laughs> uh, it's not coming out immediately, but something that has been announced coming out would be a new Godzilla film, and it's going to be animated. I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, it just kind of got released as we're kind of doing this, so it's not like breaking news. Uh, it's with about 18 hours ago, so uh, not breaking news, but something I wanted but to talk about because I could give a shit less about the mechanic. That's different. Um, that's not the Godzilla versus the King Kong movie, right? It's, no, that's, okay. that's a different. Okay. This is a whole animated film. I'm assuming it's going to be straight to whatever, probably not a theatrical release. Godzilla versus King Kong is going to be amazing, and the Godzilla sequel is going to be amazing. I'm really, really Really excited did, for Did they give that. a release date? Is that next year? It's next year, but I'm okay. not sure they gave an actual date yet, but it definitely is next uh, next year. Um, so nothing really, like I said, coming to theaters that's really of note um, besides maybe the mechanic. If you're into that type of movie, if you are, by all means. Some other things that are coming out, The Sea of Trees, XOXO, Complete Unknown. Oh, wait, I did skip one. Don't Breathe is coming out. It's a horror movie. Um, it's getting a lot of good buzz. But so is Lights Out, and I recently saw Lights Out, and it sucked. Yes, yeah, I, I've never seen it. Lights so. Out, the opening sequence was really chilling and, and horrifying, but they did, they used the same shadow gimmick the entire film, and it wasn't worth it. I'm not a horror movie guy by any means, but the three people I hang out with the most are, and I'm always in the minority, so I always get uh, pulled into seeing those types of movies. That's, when you, that's a perfect time to take a power nap. Uh, I tried, <laughs> um, but... No, I stayed awake. It was only like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad, out, but, but Don't Breathe is another horror movie coming up. It's getting a lot of hype. There's been a lot of them like recently, like uh, Unfo- uh, Unfriended, It Follows, The Babadook, uh, Lights Out, Don't Breathe. There are all these horror movies that are getting hyped, and they're getting really good reviews from critics and like The Witch, too. I didn't like almost any of them. I didn't like The Babadook, didn't like Lights Out, hated The Witch, um, didn't care for It Follows at all. I mean, it's an STD. It's an STD. That's what follows you. Big whoop. It's not scary. Um, and The Visit is another kind of pseudo-horror that's getting really... I hated that. So, like, all these horror movies are really disappointing me. I hope Don't Breathe can break that trend. It's a really good premise. Do you know the premise? No, actually, I don't. Uh, some some teenagers break, break into a blind dude's house. But he's got oh, like uber okay. oh that's yeah Stephen Lang's playing yeah. the blind guy yes yeah. yes yeah and and he's like uber sensitive because of his heightened other senses and, and you know me I'm not a big scary movie guy but I'm actually interested I saw the trailer when I went to see Jason Bourne and I was I was, it drew me in yeah that's this is probably the only movie I'd be willing to see this week coming out you got Hands of Stone White Girl Southside with you The Hollers. Natural Selection, Level Up, The Order of Disappearance. I'm sorry, In Order of Disappearance and The Intervention. So not much coming out in the way of film this week. If you, if, if I had to, I'd say Don't Breathe, followed by the movie you want to see was The Mechanic yeah. Resurrection, I believe. Yeah, that'll be the one I'll be seeing. Yeah, those two things are probably uh, the ones if you're going to go spend your money in theaters this week. If you're going to spend your money on music this week, or is it this week or just announced? No, it, it was actually just announced. It's okay. no, a pretty big band. I, I don't know if people heard of never, them. I, never, I don't know what you're about <laughs> to talk saying, about. Never heard of them. I don't know anything about Sandman. I said, I, I know you're, the, you know, they're not your biggest band, but um, Metallica re- recently announced that they're coming out with a new album. 
their last album came out eight years ago. Death Magnetic was was okay. I, I only like one or two songs. I mean, I like a lot of their songs, like from their whole catalog. But the new CD was uh, but the new CD is called Hardwired to Self Destruct, which I kind of thought of Movie Life because they have a song called Self Destruct. Um, it's twelve songs. It comes out November eighteenth. If you get the bonus or uh, the deluxe edition, you get a whole bonus CD of you know like different takes or whatever. But I'm I'm pretty uh, excited to see what they bring to this you know this album. This is their tenth studio album. So what you're telling me is we're not talking about brand new or drive-through bands from 15 years ago. Oh no, we're just taking it in the complete opposite way of giving people the probably the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, heavy metal band. And I'll take that a step further. And I'll say, because I'm nerdy and I need my music too, uh, one of, if not my favorite band going right now, the currently, Dance Gavin Dance, unbelievable band. Uh, they're releasing a record called Mothership October 8th, but they just released their first single off of that record, Chucky vs. the Giant Tortoise. Please go listen to it. It's available. <laughs> it's streaming it's on the title. It's streaming on YouTube. Um, obviously, Rise Records behind it. But Dance Gavin Dance. I'm going to see them very soon at the Union Transfer with Hell the Sun and a couple other bands. I'm really excited about that. Um, I believe tomorrow night, the lead singer from Hell the Sun and the guitar player from Dance Gavin Dance are in another band, a side project called Cyanvar. Uh, they're coming to Philly too, so I'm excited for that. But that's SummerSlam and Bob Saget. I'm sorry, that's third on my list. But if you're a fan of like post-metal or like screamo if you want to call it that or even metalcore or experimental whatever you want to call it um please for the love of god go listen to dance gavin dance and the new song chucky versus the giant tortoise uh, can't hurt to give them a try uh they're they're absolutely amazing you gotta it's two opposite ranges of the spectrum you got crazy screaming and then you got tilly and come over the top with those very high-pitched vocals uh, i love everything about and play their just music is so full of energy and just charges you up pumps you up constantly so i'm excited about that and i am actually kind of excited about the new metallica record because i a i support live music and i support music in general b for people like that or a band like that to just keep on trucking man that's amazing uh, you got to figure all of them are in their, in their upper 50s or 60s i mean they've been doing it for years you know i know they lost our bass player years ago in a bus accident and you know you know kudos for them to, to power through that and continue to you know to make music so hopefully that record doesn't get dare i say it delayed <laughs> well, I, I I doubt it. You know what they already said. You know, like I said, November eighteenth. It's already set in stone, so I I don't see it getting delayed. But Sam missed my I I, I kind of missed my segue. I I heard his. I did hear his segue. I did, but he missed my segue. Okay. I didn't care if it gets delayed or not. I was trying to talk about some <laughs> book, comic books that have been recently delayed. Okay, I really wanted to pick up on that segue. I I I kind of did, but I just want to reaffirm the date of the story. But again, to being talk about delays, or hit comics real fast. I'm sure everyone's reading about the Civil War II. Um, they have a couple issues that are going to be delayed for a couple weeks. I know issue five and six, they pushed it back to five. It'll be September 14th, and number six is October 5th. That's because the artist David is it Marquez, I think you pronounce. Yeah, I know they said he had a lot of complicated drawings, and he just did have a his firstborn son. So I assume I is, I don't have a child myself. So I, I assume it's. Are you sure? Very hectic. Are you sure? I hope. <laughs> So for anybody out there that's interested in that comic book delay, we just brought it to you here. Um, 
the biggest thing and the thing we're going to spend the biggest chunk of time on this episode is, well, it's probably with SummerSlam. Holy shit, that went on for a while, but I'll take it. I love wrestling. Yeah, I, I wish that you were into it and we could have like a weekly Raw SmackDown comparison segment. Maybe I'll take it. 12, 13 years Listen, ago, boom, I'm there. The fact that you let me do a oh, SummerSlam man, preview is excited enough for me. I, mean, I won't be doing, by the way, if you didn't enjoy that segment, I won't be doing one every single pay-per-view, just the big pay-per-views. Um, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Uh, so, I'm sure we have some wrestling fans out there. The biggest, the biggest. Oh, I'm, I hope we do. The biggest. Again, 28 years old. Life goals. <laughs> uh, biggest thing we've probably got going on this week is was Gamescom out there in Germany. Um, it's the probably second, maybe the second biggest gaming expo of the year outside of E3. Uh, E3 was in June. We started the show after E3 was done. So all the announcements that's happened, you know, as of E3, you know, the Resident Evil 7s, the God of Wars, all that stuff. We are not going to like break news and cover that. But there have been some cool things uh, coming out of Gamescom and some disappointing things. So we're going to do one cool thing, one disappointing thing that's come out of Gamescom. Um, We'll talk about what's coming out recently, and then some more trailers and such have come out uh, that we want to talk about. And, oh, by the way, no, we have not forget, Sam has accepted the challenge. He has played uh, some Pokemon X. He, uh, We won't spoil it now, but he has played a substantial amount of it so far. I'm a man of my word. And we will give an update later on in the episode. So we'll start with the good. We'll go into the bad. Titanfall 2. Not announced. We obviously knew that was coming out, but it is announced for all the other platforms. PC, PlayStation 4 was an Xbox One exclusive previously. However, they did drop a beta. Yes, they did. I'm so happy I downloaded it. So there's a free beta on PlayStation 4. I don't know if there's one on Xbox One. I I don't know since I only have PlayStation. I, I... primarily play my ps4 now over my xbox one even though i was just playing xbox one the past four days because wwe 2k16 came out as the free game this month i was gonna say i mean if it came out for ps4 i would assume they would do the same thing for xbox yeah they're calling it like a tech test they want to obviously make sure their servers are up uh, it's a pre-alpha stage by any means do not think this is the final version but it's in, in for all intents and purposes it's a beta it's a multiplayer beta um i played a little bit of it friday night into Saturday morning, probably about three matches. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. I, I had three matches myself. Now, Sam, I had I had Titanfall one, the original, on Xbox One and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I've played a lot of it. Okay, you've never played nor seen Titanfall before. This is your first exposure to the franchise. Well, I'm, I've seen people play the first one, but I might, sure. but I myself have never played the first one. I, I PlayStation, like you said, it was an Xbox exclusive. So to me, I was just happy to you know get at it a little bit earlier i know it comes out i think october 28th if i'm not mistaken um but i know they had like i think three maps you could play on the like the little demo too um it it, it to me it was like a mix of i don't know if you ever played kill zone it's like kill zone um maybe a call of duty little mix like a little hybrid i i, I had a blast it's to me it was just it was more titanfall so titanfall the, the cool thing about what Titanfall does is um, double jumps, jetpacks, boosters, slides, really neat yeah. slides. Obviously, the Titans coming down from the sky, the mechs, not those Titans, not from Attack on Titan. Like, mech Titans coming down, you can board the Titan, and you be in, um, you take it over, and obviously it gives you enhanced weapons, and you're in a freaking Titan. Um, oh, God, yeah. You can also play defense on Titan, so if you're in your if you're not in a Titan, you can jump on top of an enemy Titan, disarm it, disang- disengage it. So, I mean, it is a really neat concept. The first one was smooth as hell, great gameplay um really fun good maps solid selection good cycles good community the community didn't last very long because of the xbox only kind of moniker they kind of they brought it out a 360 version which i actually bought 
Um, that's the one I actually primarily played because the player base was a little bit larger, the install base on a 360. Maybe not the player base, but definitely the install base. So I played that a lot. This just felt like more Titanfall to, uh, more Titanfall to me, which is not a bad thing. Definitely a solid mechanic, solid core to the game there. I'm very uninspired so far. I was kind of just meh because I played so much of the first one. That's why. I'm not saying it's a bad game, not saying it's a bad experience. Obviously, like I said, it's a beta. This is not even close to the final version, but it, to me, it was just more of the same. I'm looking forward to the single player because that's what the first game lacked. Yeah, I remember you told me about that. I mean, how do you have a game come out and not have a story mode? A lot of games nowadays are doing it. A lot of games are screwing over the single player, and they're, and they're finding that they're getting kind of screwed. Like, uh, Evolve, for example, multiplayer only. Guess what? Nobody plays Evolve anymore. Titanfall, no single player. Nobody plays it anymore. You need that single player. Even if nobody, even if the majority play multiplayer, it is nice to sit back when your friends aren't online, you want to play the game, run through the story. Myself, I'm a single player gamer anyway. I don't like multiplayer. So this was something I needed and didn't get in the first I one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like multiplayer. I like playing online with my friends. Or even I don't have friends. <laughs> well, even random people. I don't like people. <laughs> even so random. I don't like... I don't like randoms. I don't like Saran. I don't nothing. I don't like anybody. But but it, it's good to see that they you know they got the, the single player because I know I'm at least for me because people play this game or like this Call of Duty they play for hours on end. You know I I work full time so I don't get the gaming hours like I used to so I come in and I get annihilated and then I get frustrated. So for me when I play this the game uh, that sounds like a band name <laughs> annihilated and frustrated. But you know so it's like you know when, when you do the story mode you, you kind of that's that's how I get better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's you know what is cool about what Titanfall did was it introduced, like I said, more of the the mechs, but more of the slide, more of the double jump, the rocket boost, and Call of Duty took that, no. and and they made it. They they I think they did it in Black Ops Three. They're doing it in Advanced Warfare because Advanced Warfare is out in space, and they're taking that mechanic. So for once, you have Call of Duty taking a mechanic, and they'll probably make it better because that's what Call of Duty does. Not a big COD fan, but they they do come out with excellent experiences. Um, but they took something from Titanfall and made it their own, as opposed to every other shooter taking what Call of Duty does well and trying to make it their own. I really like that the Titanfall was able to influence a, a franchise like Call of Duty. And another thing I liked about Titanfall, I don't know if they had this in the first one or not, but for lack of a better term, you have like a, a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did they, so they did have the first one? No, I, I don't think so. I, I thought that was pretty You go up build and kind of snipe out some people. You know that? That's neat too. Cool. You can use it to get on top of Titans as well. Oh, and, and that's how you know, I pulled out the thing. I yeah, blew there's, your, there's your new mechanic. Um, you actually told me a cool story about something you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like like you said, like, where you can jump on top of the um, the Titans and you can kind of like take out all of it. It's like the reactor or something. But you kind of twist it. You take out the – it's green. I took it out. The Titan blew up. So, you know, I shoot back. And as I look, I see another guy jumping off a building, did the double jump on his jetpack, and I shot him down on my way down and him. I went nuts. I was like, ah! My, my puppy was sleeping on me. She jumped up, scared the crap out of her. Yeah, it's so for like cool stories like that, and for like those big moments, Titanfall is going to be awesome, right? But I am worried about the sustainability because it comes out in October, and that's either I believe it's right before Call of Duty. So once Call of Duty comes out, Advanced Warfare in space. I mean, I feel like Titanfall is going to have a tough thing to go up against. Okay, I mean, plus the, Gears of War comes out as well. So there goes your Xbox player base. Yeah, it's definitely going to be. Um, It'll probably be tight there, but me, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot just because the last PS4 game I got was Batman. I mean, I, I really... Arkham Knight? Yeah, oh. that, was, that was the last... And Sorry to hear that. No, I, Frank, that was a great game. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Get out of here, but... You like like being in a tank for like most of the game and not actually being Batman? You like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect. I, I, I love perfect. the whole game, but anyway... You lo- okay, DC. <laughs> Come on, Hashtag man. DC. Hashtag Come fanboy. Come on, guys. It's Batman. That was my best John Oliver. But... 
But you know, I'll I'll get I'll, I will pay the sixty dollars to get this game. He's so passionate about it. He did this. You hear that? That's him being passionate. I hit the table. You know, I, I'm bringing T guys real here. We're gonna just take the mic and throw it across the room. If you hear something, <laughs> that's just us getting pissed off at life. So Titanfall is coming out in October, I believe. Like you said, um, it's good for good for Titanfall. I'm happy they're making the sequel. The first game, just to clarify, by the way, um, the first game did have a campaign, but it wasn't single player. It was an online campaign mode, and really, it was just more multiplayer, and it was kind of boring. So they didn't have that actual story mode. So that's what I'm liking. In the original trailer at E3, they showed like it was almost like a man and his Titan, like going on, on like a quest, and that was pretty neat. Um, I think you're going to get some emotional stuff from like a from that standpoint to show that like even maybe a, a mechanical giant can have feelings. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it'll be cool. I'm excited for the single player. I probably get it once it gets discounted down to like 40 bucks. Eventually I'm not like scratching to get it. I played so much of the first one. I'm not really itching to go back yet. My money's going to go towards gears of war for the Bioshock collection and, Sun- and Pokemon and, Sun and Moon and the gears of war. That's still a, an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. And it always will be. Thank goodness. The Xbox needs it. You got no, no. you got God of War, you got no, Until it, Dawn, you it, got and Uncharted. Even, and even if Gears of War did come out for PlayStation, I wouldn't buy it out of respect. <laughs> uh, so to the bad of Gamescom, there obviously was like a billion things coming out of Gamescom. By the way, there was a 15-minute gameplay demo of South Park, the fractured butthole. Um, I say it on purpose, butthole. I know it's butthole, but still it's hilarious. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> job by Trey and Matt to to put that play of words in there and get it and get used to or uh, get it past cert because that was awesome. I'm so excited for this the sequel to Stick of Truth. Um, that was probably my one of if not my favorite 360 games in the past five years. Um, so I'm really excited for that. And then uh, and then like I said, there's a billion things that came out of Gamescom, but the bad the bad of Gamescom was Final Fantasy 15. Fifteen officially, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's probably the bad news. There was 15 of those friggin' games. I'm sorry, I just offended half the, the listeners. Seven was the best one, by the way. So Square Enix has officially announced that Final Fantasy 15 has been delayed to November 29th, 2016, worldwide. And it was conf- uh, confirming rumors that kind of emerged over the past week. Uh, it was originally slated to come out September 30th, so it's been delayed two months. But they've been waiting like 10 years for this game, so what the hell's another two months? Yeah, that's nothing. And, and I know that I read it was just to polish it up a little bit, to, you know, to get the testings in there. I have... I haven't enjoyed a Final Fantasy game since 7. That was the last one I played also. Yeah, 6 was probably my favorite. 7 was really, really solid. It's the most well-known. They're doing the remake of it. They released a... That's called PS4, right? Yeah, they're doing a PS4 remake. I believe it's coming to X-Bone as well. Xbox One. Okay, I, I, I was like, Bone? Uh, I, I actually might be getting that remastered one. 15, oh, absolutely, I, I will. 15, I probably won't get, but the 7 remastered. I was watching a bunch of gameplay of 15, and it's kind of boring to me. Um... That's not how I want to spend my time playing those types of games. They don't really appeal to me. I thought it was kind of underwhelming in general, and people tend to agree, but obviously there's some Final Fantasy, and I won't say fanboys. There are definitely definitely some fanatics fanatics that are passionate about it and are really hyped about it. I'm not. I'm... I'm more excited about the the 7 remaster than I am about 15. Uh, But speaking of things that are coming out this one's not delayed coming out this tuesday uh so what is that the 23rd would be madden 17 another madden another year another madden who's on the cover by the way rob gronkowski new england patriots tight end does i know they used to say the madden curse does, you think that exists he's hurt now <laughs> so 
<laughs> he hasn't played in preseason yet, but he's, he'll be fine. But but is it true though? Everyone he's been on the cover though has really gotten hurt. Not everybody. No, the the curse has. Um, it was much more prevalent in the early and mid two thousands, like the Eddie George years, the Don yeah, yeah, McNabb. Yeah. But um, not so so much recently. Um, I for one though, <clears throat> after getting Madden fifteen with my Xbox One. Playing a little Madden 16, they were really similar. I was kind of disappointed in the defense and the running system, and go figure. And by the way, a lack of like a good franchise mode, and go figure. That's the three things that Madden 17 have really, really turned around. You can now play a franchise mode where you can kind of sim the game, like a super sim, and it stops at all the big moments of the game. So if there's a big defensive stand or a big run, or you got to run a two minute drill, it'll automatically take you to those. Now, I don't care about that. I want to play the full game. Oh, same here. But. For people that want to play seasons and seasons and seasons and seasons, play 20 years of a franchise, and you want to do it rather quickly, this is a pretty good thing for them. I mean, at least for, like for me, I haven't bought Madden maybe 13 or 14. I I, I fell off the, the wagon a little bit. We it, used to it, have some fun Madden oh, games when we were younger. Oh, we, we had plenty of Madden games. It just, like for me, it's... It's like, oh, the new game, but it's the same stuff. But now they have the new running mechanic, which... Uh, they allow you to it's like i don't know if it slows you down necessarily but instead of just juke stick with the with the sticks left and I right i still remember hit stick hit stick was <laughs> i still try to do it even though it's not really a thing anymore i still try to just add a habit habitually yeah i do i do hit stick but um they've revamped the running game to make you be able to cut and and it's a little bit more realistic now than it was before they've revamped the physics engine and they've also given you defensive cap uh, gap coverage to make a little to defense making a little uh, a little bit more engaging on the defensive side of the ball in reality in the past two years for madden when i'm playing defense i could just like walk away or not pay attention or i could talk or i and could the, just and the computer take care of it fine but now you are more responsible on the defensive side of the ball which would make me more excited to play it i haven't been this excited for a madden game since what i thought would have been the next gen in 06 coming to xbox 360 even though it sucked the best madden games in my opinion are probably 02 to 04 the overhead view on PlayStation 2. They were probably my favorite. I think Al Michaels and John Madden even did commentary. But this one, the commentary team's a little flat. They have new announcers yet again this year. But this one's probably the most excited I've been in a good 10 years for a Madden game. I am pumped, and I'm getting it day one. Are you going to get it for PS4 or Xbox? I'm getting it for PS4. PS4? Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. I'm going to get it for PS4. Uh, the reason I'm doing that is because I have two PS4 controllers and only one Xbox controller. So if somebody wants to come over, we can at least play Madden to oh, give sense. us something else to, to play. Yeah, as opposed to just NBA, MLB, Uncharted, Until Dawn. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, but in reality, I'm, I'm excited for uh, for Madden for the first time in a long time. We used to play Madden all the time. Oh, hours Constant, on end. At, at hundreds and hundreds of games. And I'll tell you, I cheated. <laughs> I was just the Falcons every time. You missed it. I was just the Falcons. Yeah, Michael Vick. I just too, ran with Michael Vick. He was, too, Vick. Fast. He he was too, fast. too fast. You couldn't catch him. I would do the same pass play. I would roll out to my left, and I would run for that, 10 yards every time, and I would just march up the field. That might be why I never played. I like, just stopped playing. I would matriculate the football up the football field. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost spit out my water. But we had some fun. I remember all the time you were the Chargers for LaDainian Tomlinson. Oh, well, he was... Come on, at the I time, he, at the time he was. But no. here's the deal: you were always the Chargers for Tomlinson, and they didn't have a great wide receiver back then. So I knew you were running. Well, so I would stack the box against you. I, th- I, th- I think at the time they they did have Antonio Gates, the tight end. He's they still do, pal. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I like him. Um, Number eighty-five. So you would you would play a lot of run heavy offense, and I would be able to stack the box. And then with Michael Vick, like I said, I would like roll out of the pocket to the left or the right. And anytime I saw a seam, I would just run and dive. And usually I would be okay. Yeah, when the speed is ninety nine, there's yeah, really nothing you can do. For about real, it. I think we. I'm almost positive because in like 
other games like NHL, we had like a no penguins rule just because we don't like the penguins, but I also for Crosby, Crosby. Okay. and like okay. the Blackhawks and stuff. Like we did that, or we had like a no Patriots rule in Madden. I think we might have had a no Falcons rule when we were kids. We, we, Probably, we, eventually. We might have. I think the only time where if you did the Patriots or something, then at the time you did the Colts because you had Peyton Manning, you had yeah. you know, Marvin Harrison, Reggie, and, Reggie Wayne. And the, the reason we even had those rules, it wasn't because we, they were too good, guys. That's not the reason we had them. We had them because we did random teams all the time. That's just how we did it a lot. So if we weren't doing Falcons, Chargers, or Eagles, whatever, we did random teams. It's what we do nowadays still, too, and we still play those old games. I, I still play NFL Blitz, like, all the time. Oh, wow. I haven't played that in years. And NHL hits, like, constantly. Um, actually, I just started playing NBA Street Volume 2 as well <sighs> on PS2. Um, so we'll continue on with the, the video game stuff, but it's no no more Gamescom news. Uh, go to like something like IGN or something like that for all the Gamescom news. It's not a big deal. They have everything covered. They did a bunch of live streaming. Uh, too much to cover in just one small podcast, and we have so much other stuff to get to. Uh, we'll start with our normal, you know. Actually, you know what? Let's do this because the last three parts of the show that we had planned out were all the same, and then we had the top three at the end. Let's throw the top three in now because since the last three are so similar, you want to just get to the top three? Yeah, that's worse for me. So this week's top three uh, is going to be video game related, but there's a little twist to it. We have a user question. And by user, I mean, I'm going to, I guess I can finally say it, a fan question. Woo! That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so we have, um, one of you guys actually wrote into us, one of the listeners, we have a listener question and we're really excited about it. Um, listener DZ from Fairbanks, Alaska. Wow. We are 4,200 miles away on the East coast of the United States. So it is neat to know that somebody out there in Fairbanks is, is listening and, and, and uh, bringing the love. So we appreciate the question, DZ. He asks, what are your top three video game consoles of all time? <sighs> Great question, by the way. I mean, you know, you called my three right off the bat. I mean, I, I, got, I, I was one for one, too. Nailed it. Or three for three. Yeah, I mean, yeah you got them all. One, you know, I'm, it's, it's pretty, you know, plain, plain and simple. So we'll start with my number three, you know. Got to go with PS4. I mean, it's got everything. You know, it's got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever you need. He goes apps before games. Of course, you're right. I'm there because like, like I love it. I love like it. Like I said before, I almost like I bought this $400 thing for to play Blu-rays almost. But you know, I dabble. You know, I get my Batman in, my God of War, my Devil May Cry, and you know, Killzone, all that. But to me, it's probably the most powerful system that that I ever bought myself. And at this moment, it is the most powerful on the market. I mean, yeah, four hundred dollars. It was a little steep, but thankfully, it was a little cheaper than when three came out. When it was six hundred, six hundred dollars on the PS3 game. I'm surprised you don't play Uncharted. I I, I know, I, and I when we you, came, when you've I, been a PlayStation guy forever. Yeah, I know, and have never had and, an Uncharted game. And when I you know came in, I, you were playing Uncharted. And the graphics, the graphics look freaking amazing. Yeah, the story is amazing. I'm I'm on chapter thirteen of Uncharted four now. I'm really excited. Yeah, and that's probably a game like I feel like I missed the boat. They're already on what four. Yeah, they're they're awful. So I, I feel like I missed the boat. I don't want to go back and you know play the unless wow. they unless they did a oh, oh wow as I was about to say it he pulls out the collection of all three on PS4. <laughs> wow, it almost sounds like I have the first three remastered on PS4 that I'm going to let you borrow. But first, you know, whatever. I'm not saying to do it on the show. I'm just saying for your enjoyment. I beat them all. I have no time frame. You take as long as you want. Okay, okay, good. I was going to say first because first, you know, we'll we'll get into the Pokemon update. But first, we'll get that, and then and then we'll come to this. That's not a challenge on the show. We won't do a weekly Uncharted update or whatever. But that's the all the original Uncharted games remastered on PS4. Take it for as long as you want. I've beaten them. I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm on Uncharted Four now. So thank you for your do, kindness. Do whatever my you want, man. Do so, whatever you want. Enjoy those. So yeah, that that was my three. I mean, you know, I know your three is different. 
so yeah, PS4, um, of the newest generation of consoles, it's definitely my favorite. It's quickly become my favorite. I've been an Xbox guy for 10 years, so to be able to come back to PlayStation with such veracity is pretty cool. Um, I mean, like, the reason I wanted it, two reasons, right? Well, three reasons, to be honest with you. I wanted it for MLB, because there's no MLB game on, well, no good MLB game on Xbox. It's MLB or RBI Baseball on Xbox. I wanted the show real bad. I wanted all the Uncharted games, and I wanted Last of Us. So once Last of Us Remastered came out and they came out the Uncharted Collection and Uncharted 4, my fiance was actually nice enough to get it for me for my birthday, Aww. which was amazing. She surprised me with an Uncharted 4 edition of the PS4, which is like six inches to our right, uh, or my right, Sam's left. So that's really neat. Um, and that's a great console. It's gonna, It's finally coming along with the exclusives. It's finally coming along with the content. There wasn't much to play on it for a while. They're finally generating some. I'm really excited for The Last Guardian to come out, finally, after like 47 years of development. It's probably going to be underwhelming, but it's going to still be a cool experience, and I'll play it. Uh, my number three would be... The Nintendo GameCube, which which I did say that was one. I knew I didn't know what number, but I knew you were going to say GameCube for some reason. I love the GameCube so much. Um, the Nintendo GameCube is it took everything Nintendo sixty four did and made it better. Um, F Zero, well, better on GameCube. Super Smash Brothers Melee, better on GameCube than it was on on the sixty four version. Now sixty four version has the nostalgia and has our heart. But Melee was the better game. The best one in the series to this date. Mario Kart 64. Something also yeah. we play Great. every time you come over. Great game. Double Dash is better. So it took everything N64 <laughs> did and made it better, in my opinion, and also introduced us to Resident Evil 4. When Resident Evil 4, the best Resident Evil game of all time, came out, it came out as a GameCube exclusive, then went to PS2 later. So 4 is your favorite, huh? 4 is by far my favorite. Hmm. 2 is probably the one I have played the most. Yeah. I'd say 2 and 2 would be my favorite. Yeah, but 4 is the the best and probably the it's I mean it's considered one of the best top probably 20 games of all time. So oh, I'm sure, I, mean, I know that as a you know, strong following. Yeah, it's extremely difficult, really good, really long, really exciting. Um it's where Resident Evil changed from tank controls to over the shoulder. So it's like revolutionized everything and you know they haven't really been able to replicate since with five and six they kind of sucked i was gonna say gamecube it didn't do too good correct the gamecube did not do well at all yeah, it's, it's, that's a shame it's under it undersold but then i think like a little over a year ago maybe a little bit more than that gamestop i remember this gamestop had like they got like an abundance of gamecubes in like uh, i guess in their warehouse or whatever you want to call it right so online they did a flash sale for like 10 hours of gamecubes for 20 bucks I wish I knew a refurbished game for twenty bucks. I was so I was late to the party. Oh, you didn't get it. I did not get oh, one wow. from there. I, I got been, one. I would have bought it. Oh, I, I got one. I know not that. that. Not from there. Um, unfortunately, I missed the boat on those. They were really disappointed. I had to spend a little bit more than that. But GameCube is a little lunchbox. Do a little purple lunchbox. Yeah, I had a hand on the back, and the discs were small as hell. Yeah, the little tiny discs. I already mentioned the games, but the best thing about the GameCube, in my opinion, was the controller. That has, it, it was different. It was different. It has the best controller of any. By the way, Time Splitters 2, also very underrated, very good game. Um, the best controller I've still ever played a video game with. The but, the, the shoulder buttons clicked in, so you knew you were hitting them. Um, the, the button face was really good. Big A button, small B, then the X and Y on the top. Two analog sticks, the tiny little C stick, just like it had for Nintendo 64. It had the C buttons. This now had a C stick. Uh, really good, uh, felt good in your hand. You came off the 64 controller, which quite frankly looked like an upside-down pitchfork, but... I love that controller. You love that controller, right? I'm sure you'll talk about it. Uh, but I'm, something tells me, yeah. But yeah, something you might. But 
the GameCube controller did everything better. The GameCube, I'm sorry, did everything better than Nintendo 64. Now, Nintendo 64, as not on my list, has a ton of nostalgia for me. Probably the, the console outside of the two, Xbox One and PS4, probably the console I play the most. But GameCube, damn it all. I love my Nintendo GameCube. I mean, I, it was one I never got. I probably wish I should, but... You know. Also, the best intro when you turn the console on, you get like the intro to the thing. Yeah. GameCube had the best. It was a little block, and it made like a G. It was awesome. Sorry, I just okay. I, I liked it. All right. So on that note, you know, like PS One had. Oh, I, I can't forget that. Even when you still when you you know, but we'll get to we'll that get later. We'll but my, my number two, of course, is Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. That was probably the I feel was the system I I played the most. I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've played it. But su- surprising for me to know that it only sold 32 million units. Not many. I'm, I, that completely, you know, shocking. I expected it to be way more. I mean, I, I loved everything about it. The Rumble Packs, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of it, but I put in them, there was AAA batteries and, and the Rumble Away. I mean, you have, to me, the, one of the best games ever to come out of that. You had Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, um, Conker's Bad Fair Day, which was kind of insane um I still have that upstairs yeah. as do i which you know they only release i know like a limited number of that so i know that's a game that's kind of expensive nowadays to this day still my favorite baseball game major league baseball featuring ken griffey jr uh also and by the way yes saw that at a game store recently for six bucks had to pick it up oh, oh come on i mean yeah. i mean that's even when you would pick the teams, I mean, you have everyone. Jabe Duner, Chuck Knobloch. I mean, everyone's in it. Just even yeah, the other graphics aren't that great. But when you did the um the, your story mode and you pick your own teams, I mean, it, mm-hmm. total nostalgia for me. Can't forget about titles like Perfect Dark, Goldeneye, 1080 Snowboarding. 1080 um, Snowboarding. 1080 well, was great. 1080. Do you remember the one in um, Parkwood? What was the place that? Uh, Suicide Hill, baby. No, the, the store. Oh, the, the West game, Coast Video? West Coast Video. I had the 1080. They were going out of business. I had it like over a year overdue. They had, they had like a week left. They wanted to call me like, can you please just drop the game off? I, they were like, just just give us 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, I gave them 20 bucks for having it a year late. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I loved 1080. 1080 was the first game I ever got. Second game I ever got was Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Oh, that was, that's that was, game that was a fun game. I recently played that, too, over my buddy's house. You, you, ha- well, you have it? For- I don't have okay, it. Either um, I. I, it's like five bucks at the at the retro game store near my house here. But um, Might be worth it to pick it up. Probably. Yeah. Probably would. Um, but I, I love the N64. And like I said, the reason I kept it off my list was just because I, I played it more. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. played it more than the GameCube. But to me... The titles like Melee, like Double Dash, they are better than their originals, and I love that damn controller so much. Yeah. Now, the N64 is the console I've played the most in my entire life. I was one of those 32 yeah. million units. I mean, I, I'm about to just buy another one just in case mine breaks. <laughs> <laughs> we have a ton of memories with that. That's oh. the that's the console you and I grew up playing together. Oh, he's, he's, I, I've had it the most, and I, I can't believe it still works, to be honest. Oh, yeah, and uh, that's the thing, man, cartridges. Oh, NX rumors, but cartridges, man. Um my number two, staying in line. This is going to be the third straight Nintendo console. Um, oh, wait. Did you want to talk about anything else? About no, 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 no. I'm good. Controller or anything like that? This is a great controller. Uh, first controller with an analog stick. Yep. Yeah, so Mario Party. No, no that's the only thing. Oh, now. yeah. Mario Party. Jeez, I forgot about yes, those. Mario here. Party 1 and 2. 2 is probably my favorite. And, and like the only issue, at least for me, with the, the controllers, the joystick, eventually it just kind of falls apart. Right. And also my hand <laughs> falls apart when I'm playing Mario Party. It rips it up. It rips my hand to shreds. Um, staying with the Ninten- Nintendo family. Uh, I'm taking the opposite approach of before. GameCube did everything better than N64. Super Nintendo might have done everything better than Nintendo, but damn it all, NES, number two for me. Um, the original 
original baby, and that is because that is the console that I was literally born into. Um, literally, both was, of us. I was literally born into that console. It came out a year or two before I was born, so as I'm growing up, I'm growing up with my NES. I'm growing up with Mario 1, Mario 2, Mario 3. So, uh, I'm growing up with Contra, big time. I'm growing up with uh, Dodgeball, Super Dodgeball for NES. I'm growing up with uh, Metroid, with uh, Legend of Zelda. I'm growing up with Ice Legend Hockey, Zelda, oh yeah. Blades of Steel. Um, I'm. These are games that, you know, the the light gun. You're right. The yeah. NES Zapper, Duck Hunt. Uh, I'm growing up with that. Mar- that, that was Mario, probably my favorite game. Mario and Duck Hunt became in a combo. They were they were in the combo for yeah. a while there. Um, the light gun is weird. You still have yours, by the way. Yeah, they yeah. it works and yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, no, it doesn't work. Oh, okay, I need so. to get a top loader. The NES two came out, which was awesome, which was a top loading version, so you didn't have to put the thing in the big bulky console. Blow on it, get the chips all screwed up. Top loader protected. It had dust flaps, so the dust didn't get in, and you could just pop it right in the top like a Super Nintendo or an N64. That was that's the NES you want. the NES two, but the NES man, that little little tiny rectangular controller. A B start select up down left right. How easy? Nice, can nice you and get? simple. Nice and simple. I haven't played it in years. It, it's probably that's probably why it's not on my list. It's just been so long since I've actually seen or even played the you know the NES has everything to me in terms of nostalgia, memories, just good times. My brother taught me how to play video games, so like that was great. It was in his bedroom growing up, so I mean we shared a room for a while. But once I got out of my old room, now he would come in and find me in his room playing NES. Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got the Genesis after that. We didn't get a Super NES until I was way way older, and I got one after it had left market already. So my first exposure to NES wasn't as a kid. It's afterwards when I bought it. You know, ten years ago. I don't even have it anymore. Uh, that one. Uh, my fiance's parents have it, or have one, I should say. But um. But you guys share. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's why it's part of my console family. Um, but the NES, I've I've grew up with. It's everything to me. It's simple, two players, right? My brother taught me all that. Tecmo Super Bowl, Bo Jackson. Oh wow! Face down. Uh, uh, uh. I haven't Easy, even baby. heard that title in years. Bo Jackson, man. Jesus. Simple. Everything about the NES, man. It was so good. Uh, so many like just supreme titles. Had over seven hundred games. Um, the most, you know, some of the most rare and expensive games on the planet, probably the most expensive rare game on the planet, uh, Nintendo Championships 1990, World Cha- I'm sorry, Nintendo World Championships 1990 can go for up to 100 grand. I mean, there's just everything about the NES to me just says, you, Nintendo, you dominate. You made the right choice. Plus, it's sold oh, over 100 million units. Oh, definitely. That, that, I can't go wrong with that pick. And to talk about another system that I grew up with for my number one, mm. the original, the PS1. Oh, you know, it came on 95. I was six years old. I mean, that sold over 100 million units, which I still can't believe it. But, I mean, I mean, I think, was it the first system to introduce? No, no, memory card? Was that the first system to introduce a memory card? Mm-hmm. PS1? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's little stuff like that. And the kids nowadays, they don't know what the hell a memory card is. They look at us and like we have three heads. I mean, just, just from the old days playing, you know, Crash Bandicoot 2 and... My favorite game ever, Twisted Twist Metal, Metal 2. 2. It, it's the best one. I, I I don't care that the graphics look like crap, but you know when we were you know in there's more to life than graphics, man. It's all about it, gameplay. It, exactly. You know it, once you're there, like all all my friends used to play it. After we'd work out, we'd play Twisted Metal 2 for easily hours until my PS1 was burning hot and I, I turned it off before it blew up. So I mean that's to me that's like the biggest, my favorite. It, it, it tops everything. You and Carmen were the reasons I got into PlayStation 
because I was an, a Nintendo kid. I went Nintendo, then I went Genesis for Sega, but then I went back to N64. I chose N64 over PlayStation. Carmen had a PlayStation. You had a PlayStation. Well, he Carmen and every he had GameCube, yeah. Dreamcast, and yeah. you name it. He had. That's how I got into. Pino had a Dreamcast too. Pino yeah. had everything. Yeah. Oh, he too. did. He did yeah. with his Monster 55 in screen TV. Yeah, yeah. The, I thought I would say that the, he still has. By the way, <laughs> the only game I remember playing that was terrible. It was Batman and Robin. I don't know if you ever played it. The, the, the animated it was, one? Well, yeah, it was, it was yeah. the game for PS1 with yeah. the George Clooney. It was, that was probably the oh, worst. Oh, the movie tie-in game. Yeah, yeah it was, that, was, it, it was probably, that was worse than the movie. It was probably the, oh, I, I don't even know at that point. They bat were, nipples? <laughs> bat credit card, really? A bat credit card? They were both, I mean, it's like. How many times is Mr. Freeze going to use an ice pun? No. <laughs> Chill. No, it's it's a shame. I'm going to put you on ice. Just real quick, it's you know, Mr. Freeze is one of my favorites, and and, Ar- and Arnold just God, he might as well have just shot him in the head. God bless you, Arnold. I mean, so hopefully again, you, you know, with the in the new DC, DCU, hopefully we'll get a better Mr. Freeze than than the the, the the film with George Clooney. You know, a game that sticks out to me at PS One that we had a lot of memories. Shoot, Nightmare Creatures. Nightmare, Remember that game? Nightmare Creeps. It sounds familiar. You, you pick one of four characters and you go through like a, it starts with like a graveyard and um, you got, it's like basically like a 3D brawler. You kind of go from point A to point B and beat the shit up in between. But this was like kind of a spooky take on it. You I, do it at night. I, I think I, I, it's ringing a bell. We played a lot of it at Carmen's. A lot of it. That's the, we ate pretzels, went to the pool and played and played Nightmare Creatures. That's that's the one that sticks out to me. Wow, Sam. <laughs> the good Sam, old days. Sam hates Nightmare Creatures that much. He decided to take a straight knee to the microphone. I, I almost threw it. But <laughs> Nightmare Creatures has a lot of nostalgia to me. Yeah, and it's, it's to me, that's why it had to be my number one. I, yeah. You can't go wrong. Fully agree with you, too, that Crash 2 and Twisted Metal 2 are both the best in the oh, franchise. I can't wait to get the remastered of Crash for, for PS4. I remember when I told you about it, you were, oh you my were God. crying. I was at work. You made my day. And if the only better thing, if they did their Twisted Metal 2 remastered, that would... That'd be the only thing. That's <laughs> well, they it. did. They did the the PS3 version of Twisted Metal, like what yeah. five six years ago, yeah, or whatever it was. It, I played it. I wasn't the biggest fan. Nah, it was really too Sweet Tooth and whoever. I forget the other characters. Centric. You had to, like I, pick them and you beat like the little minions for them. Yeah, and they have like a lot of new guys. I think the only it was like Warthog and maybe Mister Grimm. Other than that, it was all new guys. Yeah, I know Mister Grimm was in it too. Mister Grimm was cool. He had the, he was the dude with the two. Was that Axel? Oh, no. Yeah, it's Axel. Yeah, Mr. Grimm Axel was the guy with the, the bike. Yeah, I was. Yeah. All, I, that's who I played as yeah. Twist Metal too. Yeah, Axel was a dude who had two giant tires strapped to his hands and, and just ran and just ran being over. crucified. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> neat. Uh, my number one, um, because for almost no other reason than it, it turned me from a casual gamer into a hardcore gamer was the Xbox 360. The Xbox 360, I got it when I moved. So when I moved, I wasn't a huge gamer. I was all just a skateboarding girlfriend whoever it was at the time. Um, and that's was, that was my life. And when I moved, I moved away from our neighborhood. I moved away from the city. I moved away from all my friends. I was kind of a Blair alone. I didn't know what to do. And this is before we all had driver's license and everything. Right. I actually just got mine. Yeah. Well, I had and just you were a year older. So I was, yeah, I was just gotten mine. I was 16 when we moved and you know, I'm not allowed to just take my car 45 minutes or 40 minutes and just go wherever the hell I want. I had restrictions too, just like any 16 year old kid would. And, uh, my buddy, my buddies Ryan and Bill introduced me to a 360. Basically, they were over one morning. We were playing cards the night before. They said, "Go get one." I said, "Okay." I don't even know nothing. I <laughs> nothing about it. I went and I got it. They hooked it up for me. They showed me my first game ever was Rockstar Table Tennis. Um, yes, a ping pong game. <laughs> I also got Far Cry 2. I, I'll never forget that because I don't know what the hell I was doing with those games. I I loved table tennis. It was really good. But I didn't know what the frig I was doing with, with Far Cry. I had no idea. I still have no interest in Far Cry. I have 3 and 4. I don't, I don't care about them. I don't play them. I don't know why I own them. But 
it turned me from a casual game into a hardcore game because I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm picking it up. It's okay. You know, they're playing a lot of Halo 2 because Halo was backwards compatible from the original Xbox on 360. I'm not a Halo guy, um, but it was okay. Then this game came out in 2006, October of 2006, called Gears of War. And it changed. Probably their biggest game, I imagine. It changed everything. You think that's bigger than Halo? No. No. But it, it could be now because Halo's been really underwhelming the past couple entries, four and five. But man, Gears changed everything. I spent thousands and thousands of hours playing that game. I've played I played the campaign, a 15-hour campaign, 25 times. Jeez. We did it on every difficulty multiple times. I got every achievement in that game. It was the first game I realized that achievements were a thing. Achievements are like trophies in PlayStation. It's just, it, it, to me, was the, the most fun I ever had playing a video game. It's still the most fun I ever had playing a multiplayer video game. Uh, myself and the two dudes, Ryan and Bill, that I was talking about, they got me into 360. They also got the game. So the three of us just stayed up all night. I, it was a running joke for years that my thing was I would ask them to go on and play, and then within a half hour, I would eat bagel bites and fall asleep. And I'd fall asleep <laughs> while playing. While playing. <laughs> So they would know that once, whichever one of us fell asleep, obviously our character wouldn't move. So whenever we'd see a character not moving, we'd be like, okay. That or hear you snore. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, they're asleep. So it was funny. We'd stay up that late to just fall asleep on the game, wake up the next morning, and just keep playing. Dedication. Vance. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete dedication to skate. And Jeff Rowley. Jeff Rowley, baby. Um, and that, that game... Couple that with Bioshock, which was originally an Xbox exclusive, or at least it was first to Xbox for a while. That's still the best single-player game I've ever played in my entire life. Um, that franchise is coming back as a remastered collection in September that I'm so excited for. So Bioshock and Gears are the reasons for me why Xbox 360 is far and away. It's not even close. As much as I love the GameCube and the NES, as much as I love my PS4 and the Xbox One and even the Wii U, damn it all, I love my Wii U. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, by the way, that Wii U wasn't there. Now that I think... You know, that you it's got it. great games, it just doesn't have enough. Yeah, so Wii U doesn't have enough great titles. I mean, Wii probably is better to me than Wii U because of Super Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and, and Smash Bros. Brawl and all this stuff. But anyway... Um, Damn it all. I love my 360. I'm just very excited about that. It's a good list, man. Yeah. So that was our top three. Thank you so much, DZ from Fairbanks, Alaska, for chiming in with that question. Again, if you want to ask us any questions, feel free to message us on Facebook, write it on our Facebook timeline. Uh, we podcast and we know things. Put it in any comment section to any any post we make. Doesn't matter. Uh, shoot us a tweet at WePod and we know. Um, comment on any of our Instagram posts at we podcast and we know things, or just write a blurb or a blog. You can do that on, on your own at WePodcast and we know things.com. We encourage that we promise that we will read every listener comment and every listener question slash email on the air that's something that we we can't give back enough so thank you very much to dz from fairbanks alaska for writing that to us uh let's get into it man end the show we got to run through it pretty quickly uh because it's 9 40 in the morning and we both have stuff to do. Hey, it's a, we run along today long show um Pokemon Go is banning cheaters for using cheat devices. As it should be. Thank God. As it should be. I mean, come on. It's. I know there's certain Pokemon you can catch in what Spain or you know across the map that you know there's there's a Chico where if you're on your computer you just like click the map it takes you there you walk you catch the Pokemon but you know then when they cancel your account then you get pissed it's like what yeah and they're banning users as they should. Um, did you catch anything cool this week that you remember? Uh, nothing, nothing off the bat that I, I can recall. I, I know I need one horsey for a Cedra. I need one Staryu for a Starmie, one Abra for a Kadabra, 
That's oh. something I'm excited about. Same, actually, same here. I literally need one for a cadaver. I'm really excited about that. Um, got myself a Rapidash uh, from catching a bunch of horsies. Um, got what? two. Fl- what? You mean I mean, ponytails? I, I did I say horsies? Yeah, I was I like, like, wait, what? <laughs> well, horse, horse, Rapidash. It got me. Yeah, from ponytail. I'm sorry. Damn, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> uh, two got two Flareons. I got myself a Dragonair. Finally, I finally got a Diglett, <laughs> which Yo, is awesome. Diglett's the man, man. Yeah, I got two Diglets. I'm one side duck away from a Gold Duck as well. Nice. Um, really close to a Nitto Queen. Glad to see you got a Pikachu. Yeah, I got a Pikachu. I have an egg two weeks ago. I'm excited about that. I got my brother Fiero. <laughs> if anybody has any idea what I'm talking about, that's brother Nero. But anyway, Magmar. I got a nice little list, man. Magmar was the first Pokemon I caught. In my hotel room in Wildwood, New Jersey, in our living room, and then I thought it was going to be the greatest thing ever. I caught yeah, that thing. It's only on a ba- he's only a baby, but he's it's a C- shame. CP one twenty four. I was going to say it's a shame because he's got fire blast. Yeah, he's got fire blast for a hundred for damage. So, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what I caught lately. I found a funny, real quick, funny Pokemon Go story yesterday. I was in the bathroom relieving myself at work. Um, you know, because that happens, yeah. nature. Yeah, and Rambles. somebody in the bathroom comes in and says, "Yo, there's a Bulbasaur out front." somebody else not to me i hear it i never wiped so fast in my life <laughs> i ran outside it was sitting right there for me so and you I got thought, him yeah, all right cool yeah, yeah. i was gonna say after all that if you missed them fist <laughs> um so for pokemon sun and moon news because you know we give that to you almost every single week there's like a new update they can't go a week without dropping a trailer and as disappointing as that is because like again we talked about it last week there's no surprise left they introduced five new pokemon so let's talk about them uh, they talk they introduced crab brawler a fighting Slash, well, it's a fighting type, but it's a boxing crab. A boxing crab. That's a that's, that's a new one. It's got boxing gloves for claws. That's sick. It's it's different, and it's got a little black eye. <laughs> that that was pretty funny. <laughs> that that was pretty, his whole design. The black eye was probably the funniest. Yeah, it's so sick. And then they uh, introduced two sandcastle themed Pokemon. Uh, I, I know you really liked them. They, they I were love probably them. my least favorite. I love them. See, this is the problem: is so many people hate the Pokemon <laughs> off of inanimate objects. Well, I mean, it's, it's I don't you know. I like the, the boxing crab. You know, I liked him. Yeah, uh, but that's an animal. No, no, no I hear. You. I'm talking I about hear. inanimate objects but, like the ice cream cone, like Trubbish, like Garbodor. But you, uh, you I like know. Grimer. Uh, I know. You I, like Magnemite. Okay, that, that's fine. I'll take you know Grabadasher or was the garbage <laughs> guy. I mean, but when I'm Grabadash. <laughs> no, I said Grabadash, even though that wasn't a Pokemon. But Garbodor, Garbodor. When, <laughs> when, when, when I look at a Pokemon and I see a sandcastle, I'm just like, no, come but on, it's got guys. A shovel sticking out of its head, dude. Uh, come on, what's he gonna take it out and beat it with? I, I don't know. <laughs> Sandygast uh, and its evolved form Polisand, both are ground ghost. That's sick type combo. It, it it's it's different, you know. It's sick type combo. I'm excited. Um, the the fourth out of five that they uh, announced was Stuffle, which is uh, it evolves into the already of um, already known Pokemon Beware. It's the pink, stupid looking bear that looks like it's stuffed. Well, there you go, Stuffle. But fun fact about Stuffle, uh, it is normal and fighting type, but it is the first bear Pokemon on four legs. Which is kind of a surprise. It, There's it, like 10 bear Pokemon. Oh, and this is Gen 7? Yeah. Okay. It's on four legs. It's actually kind of cute. It's cool. Uh, it's a pre-evolution, so it's not a big deal. But the probably the biggest one and the most exciting one that was announced, I know your favorite one that was announced, was, and I hope I'm saying this right, Tur- Turtonator. Yeah, tur- Turtonator. Turtonator. Looks, it looks, looks like right. a, it's dynamite. It's a, the Denator part is detonator, and it's a turtle. So it's basically a turtle that explodes. And it's it's probably the coolest looking one that out of this five that they just released, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's part dragon type too, which is really neat. Um, the it, basically its ability is it's like shell something or other. I can't remember, but if it like absorbs the shock from whatever attack in its shell and it like shoots it back at you, it's pretty sick. And it 
pretty much just it's a turtle that blows up. It's it's a neat design. Uh, it looks like a stick of dynamite. It's got the TNT colors, red and yellow. It's 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 pretty neat. Um, but like I said, we kind of want to just kind of run through yeah. that update. Go watch both trailers that are on Pokemon.com uh, or on their website. Uh, I'm sorry, on their YouTube channel. Even on their Facebook page, they announced to uh, Turtonator at the World Championships, and they just dropped the trailer for the other four recently. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's pretty neat. Um, we'll continue to bring all the updates of Sun and Moon and Go, but Sam, the time has come. I'm reaching down now to get it. <laughs> the update. The update. Last week, if you didn't listen to the show last week, I challenged Sam, who has not played a Pokemon main series game since Generation 3 with me and Franklin Mills, but remembers 2. Doesn't remember anything. <laughs> Doesn't about remember 3. I remember like bits and pieces, but at all. I'm old school. But he's a Gen 2, Gen 1 kind of guy. Never really played it. Has, doesn't own a 3DS. Yeah, I had to borrow yours, and I know your goal, you said your goal for me was try to get you know a badge a week, which I'm going to really try to do, which I did do for the first week. Sam has officially gotten the first badge. Which is, so, I think, the, a bug? Is the bug badge? That's correct. Okay. It's a bug badge. So what I'm going to do is I have my 3DS open here. I'm not going to mess with Sam's game, but I am going to go through it a little bit, and I'm going to get Sam's reactions. First and foremost, while I'm pulling open the Pokemon you have, the badge, and all that cool stuff, talk a little bit about your impressions of playing a Pokemon game, A, in 3D, and B, your first one in over, what, 10 years? Oh, if not more. I mean, it was different. You know, I was just basically staring at the 3D because I'm used to black and white. I don't even remember the color, even though they did have Game Boy Color. He does not mean Pokemon black and white either. He means the actual... It's colors of the screen. Exactly. And, you know, for me, Gen 1, I don't... If I'm not mistaken, you had a, a bike in the Gen 1. In this one, I, I know you have skates, which I was like, I don't remember having skates before, so I'm, zip, I'm zipping all over the place. You know, I, I was in the grass. Any Pokemon I saw, I'm catching. I don't care who it was. I don't care if it looked like a shoe, if it was a trash can. It, it was I was catching it. And, and I know Greg said at first, there's going to be surprises along for the way, and, and there was. So, Sam has the bug badge got it from viola so he's got his first badge uh, he's played for two hours and 20 minutes professional he's walked four poke miles he earned one thousand one hundred and two dollars so far i'm sure he's bought stuff with oh, it, yeah. but in his pocket right now his pokedex is 32 so he has seen 32 pokemon across six different generations why don't we just go take a look at your party right, let's just see what i got man this is gonna be exciting so sam in his party right now Let's take a look here. And it's, it's a shame the new guys. I still don't know their name yet. Names really yet. So I still gotta you know kind of. So the, this is the starter that you chose. Why did you choose the fire type starter, Fennekin? Which well, now you have a Brakeson. You've evolved your Fennekin to a level eighteen Brakeson. But why did you choose Fennekin? Well, like me in the original, I always went with Charmander. Fire, fire was always my go-to. Um, I had to go to it was either that or the water guy, Froakie. Froakie. You know, I don't. I don't remember his name, but it, it, I went with fire just because that's what I'm used to. I like you know I like the flamethrower, the ember. To me, that's my attack. So it was so, a no brainer. So his breaks in has scratch, flame charge, ember, and Psybeam, which you'll learn a little bit more about what that's all about later. Which I, I think I literally just got that too. Yeah. So breaks in. Uh, that's a pretty good move set. Um, good defense. Good special attack. Um, the ability blaze. But there's there was his first introduction to gen 6 pokemon he also in his party currently has a level 13 pidgey i can't wait pidgeotto you're coming to get that pidgeotto has a level 10 zigzagoon has a level 10 beedrill congratulations yeah. I, I can't believe he even evolved that early to yeah, be honest five uh, they get uh weedle goes to cocoon at seven and beedrill at 10 yeah, it was 10. It was same close. with butterfree and that butterfree line caterpie metapod okay, I, I, I don't think i saw 10. them yet they're in this oh cool you have a level 12 fletchling which is a new pokemon this is gen yeah. 6 
I'm, I'm probably going to keep keep you, that because you said she was really good. It turns into something baller. Right. So you're going to love what, what Fleshling turns into. And then after your first gym, you met Professor Sycamore. And, and that was something that you kind of said that it was a little surprise for you. I didn't know that after I think you I think you battled him first. Yes. So after you you beat him. It's a little flashback. You get to pick from the originals, you know, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle. I mean, I, I, God knows I wanted to get Charmander because that's who I always got. But since I, I figured I already had the fire guy, let me change it up, and I had to go with Squirtle. He ha- now has a level 10 Squirtle with Tackle, Tail Whip, Water Gun, and Withdraw, and I believe you just stopped oh, I, playing, right? I, I literally just got him and saved the game. Cool. Some other Pokemon that Sam has in his box would be a level 3 Scatterbug, which is... New, Gen 6. Yeah. Um, you fought its evolved form Vivlion in the gym. It was the butterfly from the gym. Okay. Uh, that's what it evolves to. You have a level 2 Caterpie, so you oh, can I get your Butterfree. I do have Caterpie. There okay. you go. You can get your Butterfree. You have a level 4 Panpour, which is the derpiest, stupidest yeah. thing in the game. Forget about it. You have a level 4 Kakuna. You have a level 3 Bidoof, which <laughs> which I always nicknamed Bidum. Yeah, uh, he looks from, it. From Pro Jared. Uh, big Pokemon. Um, sorry, big Pokemon callback to one of his uh, Nuzlocks. Level 8 Flabebe, also a new Gen 6 Pokemon, really neat. Uh, fairy type, so it's your first introduction to the new type in this game introduced. It's a fairy type. Is there anyone in there that you think I should trade out for my current lineup? Because the new guys, I, I, I honestly don't know. Well, we got three more. Let's go through them real quick. You got a level 7 Ladybot, which is a bug flying. It's a ladybug Pokemon. You have a level 7 Combi, which turns into Vespaqueen. Which looks like a honeycomb. Right, and it turns into a big-ass bee, so female version of Beedrill, kind of. And then a level 10 uh, Bunnelbee. Yeah, just, Bunnelby's evolve form is pretty hefty. He, he just looks uh, too goofy pretty, to me. It's, it's pretty hefty. I would probably switch your Zigzagoon out. Um, because Well, you have two flying Pokemon, so I don't know what that's all about. But I would definitely get Flabebe in there for maybe Zigzagoon or switch, Beedrill. Switch it up. Switch no, it you, up. Yeah, you do it whenever you want. Well, I, I'm, I'm still new to this. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to just I'm, – I'm turning off the game. I just wanted to get the update. How, and how you felt about it? Yeah, it was. It was surprisingly. It, it, you know, I, I remember the old games. I remember the hours putting in of training everyone up. You know, the elite four, all them guys, and um, I hope that I make it to the end. Oh, I think you will. Sam has officially begun his Pokemon X journey. We're really excited about My that. My journey. Challenge accepted. He's gotten his first badge. He's going to go for badge number two by next week's episode. So we'll get the another update on Pokemon X from Sam. Uh, really excited about that. Um, you will find the journey from badge one to badge two very exciting. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I got to you know get my guys leveled up. You know, I only have the one guy at eighteen. So yeah. So we will give you an update on that every week as Sam progresses through his Pokemon X journey. Um, the goal would have him to be done by the time Pokemon Sun and Moon come out because I want my damn 3DS back. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. That's my goal is to have you done by November. What are, are they expensive, by the way? The you can get a 2DS for eighty bucks. Um, which no, is the what, non 3D the version? What? 3D version. I believe I got mine for 160, but I think now it's like 120 or 130. It's not that That's expensive. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not so so expensive. But mine's the XL version, so I got a bigger one. They make a smaller version with a smaller screen, but uh, I want I wanted the biggest. I would one probably get the XL too if I do decide to get it, which I don't know yet. Wow, that really sounded like Sam enjoyed it a little bit more because he subtly threw in there how much would that cost me? And anytime Sam saw how much something cost, there's there just piqued his interest. That actually got me probably the most excited on this entire show. You know, you, you just gotta you know gotta know what it is. Get the number in your head, and you know, as long as I keep enjoying it, we'll see what happens. Well, Sam and I are going to go shoot hoops for a little while before I get my nephews for the weekend. So we're going to wrap up the first, last, and only episode four of We Podcast, and we know things. We really appreciate all your support. Keep the questions coming in. We'll answer them all on the air. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good week, and we appreciate you listening.